She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. And we've got the Jen Stevens with us. And she is one of my favorite people to talk about with fasting. We are both like so on the same page on so many things. And so we're so excited. She also has a new book out called Clean Ish. And I love it. We are going to talk all about that. So, Jen, welcome. Well, thank you. It's been a while. How long has yes. it been? Since? I know it's been a little while. We've done several episodes. If you've missed those, go yeah. back and listen to them. Um, I'll put those in the show notes of which ones those are, but they were amazing. It's probably amazing been episodes. at least two years, I think, since I've been on, you know, with every, I think it was maybe pre-pandemic. Even yeah, probably. So yeah. Since then, I've been through menopause, come completely on the other wow. side of that. I can also talk about that a little bit and how menopause changes your body. <laughs> yes, I'd love to talk about that. It's funny because I actually missed my period for like two or three months and I was like, oh my gosh, Welcome I'm going to the go beginning. Through. Yes. And then I, I just actually got it and it was like, whoosh, I was like, okay, well, and I, honestly, I was actually really happy about it. I know that sounds weird, but I was like, oh my gosh, yay, I have my period because I felt like I've been feeling very old and um, yeah. my husband's actually seven years younger than me. And so I'm always just a little, feel like I'm a little like self-conscious about how old I look because of that. And so I'm always like, oh my gosh, I look so old. I look so old. And so then it was like, I got my period and I was like, oh yeah, I got my I'm period. I'm still young. I'm still young. Right? <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm completely on the other side now and um, still feeling amazing. But, you know, it, your body does change when you go through that transition. So that's been important to understand. All right. Well, first thing that I want to talk about and... Me and Jen, I think, you know, I've listened to so many people and I talked to so many people about fasting. And if there's one person that I feel like I'm so in tune and in line with out of anyone, it's Jen. I mean, me okay. and her are so close and there's only one thing that we are actually, and it's such a small thing that we're not on the same page with. And it's so funny because we literally both get this question in our Facebook all the time, all yeah. the time. And people are like, I, I'm all on board with fasting, but the one thing is I can't drink black coffee. I have to put a little bit of cream in it. And my suggestion is, is to, you know what, if that's your only thing, like have some, you know, if you're going to put two tablespoons of cream, then, you know, kind of keep weaning down until, you know, you can get to the place where you aren't having any at all. And Jen's like, no, right. Rip the bandaid off. I'm not having it. It's absolutely black and white. Just right. get rid of the cream. So I want you to talk about that, of why you're so adamant on it and where you stand on that. Well, I think that the the whole idea of um, you know the, the word I've heard used before in the intermittent fasting community is using that as a crutch, right? You know, to, a crutch to help you adapt. And I actually have realized over the years that that actually is making it harder for you to adapt, not easier. You think it, it's it's mental. It's all mental. You think that little bit of cream is like giving you this comfort or this something that you need, and you can't drink the black coffee. 
all it's doing is preventing you from adapting to the black coffee and it's keeping your body to adapt to fasting as quickly as it would. And it's actually making you hungrier than it would after you've had it. Like you might think, well, it's keeping me from being hungry. Well, it's food. It's literally food. So that makes sense that it might make you less hungry briefly, but then you're going to have that rebound hunger because you've introduced a tiny little amount of food. And now you're basically your low calorie dieting with that little bit of cream. And also people don't usually just have one cup of coffee in the morning with a little bit of cream. They keep having it all morning. So what you're doing is trickling in a little bit of food all throughout well, it's just a tablespoon. What's Well, it's a tablespoon here, a tablespoon there. You're trickling in the food. And you have to really think about what dairy is. First of all, if you were getting fasted blood work or if you were going in for surgery, you would not be allowed to have a little bit of cream. That would be a no-no because that is food for your body. And also, what is dairy? Dairy is nature's perfect food. All mammals have milk that we produce for our young for the period of time that they are growing the fastest. Think about that for just a minute. You know, think about how long it takes for a baby cow to double in size, right? They're drinking nothing but their mother's milk and they're doubling in size. Dairy is very, very growth promoting. It is literally the last thing I would want to include if I was calling myself fasting because it's just really, it's it's food, it's making you hungrier, it's making the fast harder and you just don't know it. That's why- in my book, Fast, Feast, Repeat, that came out in 2020, you know, I talk about all of that. I explain, you know, the goals for the clean fast, you know, keeping our insulin low, um, tapping into our stored fat for fuel and having increased autophagy. Those are our fasting goals. And I explain, you know, what, what to avoid. One of the things being anything that, that's sweetening or creaming up your coffee, even the nut creamers, we don't want those either. <laughs> but there's something in there I call the clean fast challenge. So for anybody who's listening and you think, well, you know, I've read Dr. Fung says it's okay to have a little cream and, you know, we've, we've heard it's okay. Just have a little bit. I've heard that 50 calories or less won't break the fast. Of course, try say, saying that to people who are doing your fasted blood work or your surgeon, they will not agree. <laughs> That's not fasting, but in Fast Feast Repeat, I have something I call the Clean Fast Challenge. So let's say you're one of those rebels that I talk about in Fast Feast Repeat, and you just are like, well, I just, I'm going to go with it's not affecting me. It's no big deal. I challenge you to try it my way for 30 days. That's it. You're not going to die. Black coffee, just hold your nose, drink the black coffee. You'll probably find your taste buds adapt in like seven to 10 days because our taste buds turn over and you'll be drinking your black coffee like a badass, like the rest of us very, very quickly. You go into Starbucks, you're like just black and it just feels good to say it. But after a month of fasting clean, nothing but black coffee, plain tea, and I'm not talking all those frou-frou ones, avoid those, anything that's fruity flavored, avoid the lemon, avoid flavored waters. After 30 days of that, you're not going to want to go back. You know, before I understood the clean fast, I was fasting, but I wasn't fasting clean. And every day I white knuckled it because I bought into all of that. Oh, 50 calories doesn't matter. Oh, a little bit, it doesn't matter. Soon as I read the obesity code and understood the role of insulin in our bodies and tapping into our fat stores, I went to the clean fast immediately and didn't look back. And that was the end of my white knuckling. And I would have said for all, before I understood all of that, before I started fasting clean, I would have said, oh, this little bit of gum I'm having doesn't make any difference. I'm doing fine without it. It works for me. Or this little tiny bit of 
you know, creamer in there is not making a difference. It works for me until I gave it all up. Then I realized it never was working for me. So take the clean fast challenge. Anybody who's not certain, you don't have to take my word for it. Your body will tell you after you give it up and you will, you will not want to reintroduce it. Do you guys struggle with brain fog or having difficulty focusing? I know I do. Do you struggle with recalling names or dates or where you left things? Well, I've got good news for you. Newtopia, powered by Bioptimizers, has created a brand new one-of-a-kind product called Kala Genius. It has collagen, cocoa, cacao, different kinds of mushrooms. It's awesome. Kala Genius is delicious. It's sweetened with stevia. It tastes like a rich chocolate elixir. So when you want something sweet, just mix it up with a little bit of water or milk or almond milk, whatever you like and enjoy. You can also mix it with your morning coffee. Now, you know I always take care of you guys. And so my listeners, if you go to newtopia.com slash genius or use wasteaway10 during your checkout, you're going to save 10%. That's newtopia.com slash genius and use wasteaway10 during your checkout. Do it now and your brain will thank you. Yeah. So one of the things that I've done is I used to have black coffee in the morning. And one of the things I would do is because I really did enjoy a cup of, of coffee with cream because I thought it was just, it was a really great, I call it a meal finisher. Because one of the problems that I have is I would eat, you know, I'd, I usually eat around one o'clock because when I usually start my lunch and then I, I'd get myself so hungry. And then I just kind of kept wanting to eat something and eat something. And so I I was always looking for a meal finisher is what I that call it. That makes sense, yeah. And it was like, okay, this is wrapping up your meal. Yeah, that's a perfect so, way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd have like a cup of coffee and then I'd have a little cream. And for whatever reason, it just kind of was like, okay, now I didn't need something sweet. I didn't need this. I didn't need that. But then what was happening is it was kind of like my body was used to having like that coffee with cream. And then, then I would have that black coffee in the morning. And I was like, "Mm, this is just disgusting. (laughs) So now I, and now I've actually gotten rid of all coffee out of my diet altogether. And the reason is, is because, you know, much like a lot of crops, coffee is prone to exposure of my mycotoxins, Mm -hmm. mold, um, and yeah, just pesticides. I only drink organic coffee. Yeah. And yeah. even the organic coffee honestly has a lot of mold and contaminants yeah. still. Like it's obviously so much better. And, you know, I also got a blood glucose monitor and um, one of those continuous ones. I actually- I'm wearing got, one right this minute. You I'm, are? Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I've awesome. three more days on it. Yeah. I love them. And so I always like look at what happens- let me guess, yes. your blood sugar went up after coffee. Yes. Does That's yours? not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing though. Does your blood sugar go up when you have coffee? It does at the, in the first part of the morning, yes. But Just that's a, little a very normal response. It has to do with your liver dumping glycogen, and that's normal. When you, But we want our liver to, get, to dump out that glycogen because that's what gets us into the fat burning state more so. You know, once mm-hmm. we get, we, we wrap up all that, that glycogen. So that's mm-hmm. actually not a bad thing. That's just mm-hmm. a normal physiological response. Also like exercising will make your muscles dump out glycogen and that's not bad either, right? Like we would never yes. say, don't exercise, it makes your 
blood sugar go up. So just because your blood sugar goes up after coffee, that doesn't mean that it's it's a problem. It's just what our bodies do. Like if I got up and jogged around the house one time right now, I, I'm in the fasted state still. I'm drinking my Topo Chico um, unflavored. But if I got up and jogged around the house and sat back down and then checked my blood sugar, it would be up. But would that be like, oh, I better not exercise it makes my blood sugar go up no that's just our blood sugar goes up and down all the time as long as it's maintained you know in that when that range when you're in the fasted state it's not a big deal so if anybody who's listening who's worn a cgm if black coffee made your blood glucose go up that is not a bad thing yeah so for me i just got to a place where I was like, you know, between the mold, especially if you've got a lot of mold in your gut, I just decided I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to switch to black tea. And for me, and, and like you had said, I remember a time where I could never have black tea by itself with nothing in it, no sweetener at all. I needed to at least put a little bit of stevia or something in it. Now I'm able to have it. And I couldn't even, if you said here, there's a black tea with sugar or black tea with stevia or black tea with nothing. There's no chance I could even take a sip of like sweet tea or black tea with stevia. To me, that's disgusting because I've trained my body for so Mm. long to have this black tea. And now I feel like I can wake up in the morning, I can have a cup of hot black tea and I just can actually enjoy it. With the hot black coffee, I wasn't enjoying it. That's the important thing. I wasn't enjoying it. There's no need to have anything you're not enjoying. Mm -hmm. And so anybody who's not enjoying the coffee, don't drink coffee at all. But I really enjoy it. Like it makes me happy. Right after I read, this is a funny story, right after I read the obesity code and realized I I was putting stevia and maybe a little bit of cream in there and also like cinnamon. And so I was having like a little sweet treat every day and thinking I was fasting, even though I wasn't. But I was like, well, I just can't drink coffee black. I can't, so I'm going to have to give it up completely. So I stopped for maybe a week. I was like, no more coffee. I can't drink it black. But then I realized I missed the ritual of the coffee. Like I missed coffee. I'm, and I actually, I love the smell of coffee. So I'm like, I'm just going to learn to drink it black. And I did. And and now it's one of my great pleasures of the morning. We've moved. We now live at on the coast. I have, we're right on the beach. So I wake up in the morning and unless it's freezing cold, I have my coffee on the porch looking at the ocean and it's black coffee and it feels great, but no one should make themselves drink coffee. If they hate it, you can drink tea or you can just drink water. Have you ever had hot water in a mug? All the time. Love it. Yeah. We call it in our community. We call it MT, E-M-T-E-A, MT, because it's empty. And that's what I use now as a meal finisher. So okay. I'll do I'll do either um after I'm done, there's something about having a cup of like, you know, hot water. Sometimes even at the end of a meal, I'll have hot water with a little bit of lemon. Yeah. Um, but it really does it that's that whole meal finisher where I'm not like, okay, I need a little bit of this and a little I get bit it. of this. Yeah, I need a little something to close my when I'm done eating, like a little bite of something sweet. Like I might have one date, mm-hmm. just one little date and that's it. And I'm like, all right, I've had enough. I'm done now. Well, let's talk today about your clean-ish book. And All I right. love that. So I want you to kind of give us a glimpse of what it's about and what kind of things you're talking about on the clean-ish book. All right. Well, I'm going to say the whole subtitle because that'll help people understand it even more. It's called Clean-ish, Eat, 
mostly clean, live mainly clean, and unlock your body's natural ability to self-clean. So the whole book is basically, you know, talking about how you can put fewer toxins in. And we put things into our bodies through what we eat and through what we put on our skin and through what we inhale from our environment. Um, like, you know, if you have like fragrances all over your house, you're putting chemicals into your body, whether you realize it or not. And so we we put those things in, but we, our bodies also can um, be encouraged to remove the toxins, right? The, the way that we, we take those out. So we want to put fewer in and encourage our bodies to clear more of them out. And there are really simple ways that we can do it. So um, in Cleanish, I basically walk readers through the process of, first of all, you know, why is it a problem? Why do we not want to, you know, put certain things on our skin? Why does it matter? Why does it matter if, you know, if we're using laundry detergent that's full of fragrance? Like I was just at my dad's for the weekend. We did our little holiday event with the whole family. And she, my stepmother uses gain detergent, right? So I came home smelling, smelling like gain. <laughs> why is that a problem? That's maybe that's why you grew up. You think that means clean and fresh. But what you don't realize is, you know, these chemicals that are all around us, you know, they may be endocrine disruptors, which means that they interfere with the way our hormones work. They may bind to the hormone receptors or they block our hormones in some way. And that is not good. Um, you know, we don't want to change how our bodies function hormonally from how they're designed to do. Also, some of these chemicals are what are known as obesogens. And those are chemicals that actually lead to storing more fat. You know, we do not want to put these chemicals into our body. So it's actually, you know, when the book came out, I had, um, I'm no longer on Facebook with my community. I have a private community now. And we did a book study and everybody was really excited when the book came out. We're going to do this book study. So we're all reading. Everybody's excited. And then like people were like, oh my God, I'm all freaked out. <laughs> there was so much information that it scared them. I'm like, well, you know, knowledge is power. As you start reading and you're working your way through it and you realize how many of these terrible chemicals are around us, you know, like babies are born with it in their cord blood now. You know, so it's even more important for us to, to be mindful of, of avoiding as much as we can. But I'm like, as you go through and, and you see all of it and you see how big the problem is, knowledge is power, but now you're equipped to make just a few changes when you're ready. It doesn't mean you have to overhaul everything on day one, throw away everything, start fresh. No, you just start where you can. So at the end of every chapter in Cleanish, there's a time for you to reflect and take action. And it might be as simple as, you know, downloading the environmental working group app. Do you use that app for checking your products? Have you heard of that one? Which one is it? The environmental working group has an app where you mm -hmm. can check products and see, you know, they give them a score. Oh like, yes. I do know which one yeah. you're talking about. They yeah. Give, give a long a time ago, probably okay. like two years ago, but now yeah. I kind of have my yeah, once um, you get it all set. All yeah, I've got what I what I need and I know what products I use. So I don't really look them up. I'm kind of like in my routine of which ones I realized are. when I was writing Cleanish that I had been the victim of what we call greenwashing. And that is where you think you're using products that are clean because they've been sold that way. And then I would check them and they were like, not like this. Um, the funniest one was this dish detergent that I was using. I used it also to wash my hands by the sink, but I used it, it was a dish detergent, but it was one of those brands that has that greenwash halo of being really good. And so I was like, I know this one's fine. And I checked, it was, it was not, it was rated really low. And I'm like, what? So then I started looking at that category. I sorted by the category and Dawn Blue Dishwashing Liquid rated better 
than this one that I'd been buying that was so clean and good. And so I was like, well, I got to make a change. Of course, I didn't switch to Dawn. I switched to one that was a whole lot better, but it just blew my mind that I thought I was buying this product, but it was rated lower than Blue Dawn. And I think no one would ever think Blue Dawn is a healthy, great choice, but it was better than the one I was buying. So the Environmental Working Group app really helped me to see. And that was an easy swap. It was super easy for me to get a different, you know, dishwashing detergent. You know, the, the good clean ones don't necessarily even cost more than the the ones that you don't want. You know, you're switching out your laundry detergent. It's all very easy um, to make those changes. You know, I changed out my my cosmetics and my shampoo and my hairspray and all of that. And you only have to, to do that one time once you figure out, you know, oh, this one is worse than I thought it was. And, and sometimes these things really surprise you. There was a mouthwash that I was using. Um, actually Chad had it, my husband, and it was like the natural dentist. And it seemed like such a great choice. And I looked it up on the app. It was rated lower than Listerine original. Wow. Who would have thought Listerine original? My grandmother used that. That looks like a toxic product that will kill you. But Listerine original was rated as safer than this natural dentist version that, that we were buying. And so that was just where the, you know, the, the knowledge came in and realizing I really had no idea. So I'm, that's all, I'm on a roll with all of that now. Um, it's harder to change your food because, you know, we're, we're tied in and that's where I'm, the, the ish is more with what I eat it, just because, you know, once you learn about, for example, seed oils, you don't want to eat anything with seed oils, but that means you'll never eat a packaged cracker again for the rest of your life. And I'm not going to say I'm never going to eat a packaged cracker in my life. So I, you know, I choose organic fruits and vegetables and I make good choices when it's easy to do so. And then I don't worry about, you know, the choice here and there where I'm going to have, you know, an organic Triscuit with some seed oil in there. So yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the things that you say, like, let's talk about a typical day. What does a typical day look like for you? And kind of say like on a day where you're, hey, I'm going to be more on the clean side. And here's a day where I'm more on the clean-ish side. Well, right now it's kind of a weird time to be asking me this because I'm doing a 90-day experiment with eating plant-based. So I'm eating really clean right now. Just I'm doing an experiment. I um I I mentioned that I'd just been through menopause and I'd been, you know, I'm when I was 51. So I'm just 53 now. So I'm on the other side of it for um about two years. This summer, I had some blood work done before I started hormone replacement therapy, and I hadn't changed anything I was doing with my fasting or my eating, and my A1C was up from when I'd had it tested in 2019, and my fasting blood sugar was up, my cholesterol was up, and I'm like, well, this is not good, and my OBGYN, who's a friend of mine, she was like, that's because you know, after we go through menopause and we don't have the estrogen, the progesterone, we also have poor blood sugar control and all of that gets worse. And so that was like a real wake up call for me because I'm, you know, my waist size had gone up, which of course happens, you know, as you don't handle blood sugar as well. And so I'm like, well, you know, this is not good. You know, I, I don't want to get less healthy. So she started me on hormone replacement therapy. So three months after the hormone replacement therapy, I had blood work done again and everything was back to normal where it should be. My A1C was back to a normal low. My fasted insulin level was back down. My fasted blood glucose was down. My waist measurement is down, you know, to where it had been. And so 
then I decided I would do an experiment just to see how I felt with whole food plant-based to see if that made a difference. So I'm doing a 90-day experiment with that because I have all this great data, right? Right. So um, have you ever heard of Zoe? No. It's personalized nutrition. It's um, Tim Spector is a gut scientist that I've been following really for a long time before they even had Zoe. But um, he used to do a lot of twin experiments, identical twins, and and how genetics affects how we're all different with what foods work for us. And he's also, you know, the gut microbiome is his big field as well. So Zoe is something you can go through. I have more information about that at jenstevens.com slash Zoe, but you go through the program and it basically they analyze your gut microbiome and your blood sugar response and how your body works with foods. And I, I'm going through it for the second time. The first time I went through it was really a couple of years ago. And I learned that my body doesn't do well with, with a lot of fat. My body doesn't clear fat quickly. That's just a personalized thing to me. Not ever, some people clear fat beautifully, but it also explains why keto never worked well for me. Because if you, if your body doesn't clear it out and it hangs around in your blood, it's very inflammatory. So for me, eating too much fat is inflammatory. So I'm like, well, now that I've got all this good blood work and I'm I'm going through Zoe again, I'm going to really try to apply what I learned last time. And that is that my body doesn't clear fat well. So I'm eating whole food plant-based, trying to give it 90 days. And of course, those 90 days include Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, (laughs) and I'm pretty stubborn with my science. So I'm like, you know, we were just out of town with my family and I did not, I I didn't eat any, I I stuck to whole food plant-based. I felt amazing. So right now I'm very, very clean and, um, Normally, before I was doing this experiment, it it looked like I would, you know, like like I said before, I buy organic triscuits instead of you know not having any crackers, even though the the tris the organic triscuits do still have those seed oils in there that I know are not best for our bodies. So, um, and it, it looks like you know if I can't find something organic, I don't sweat it. Or like for example, my favorite mayonnaise, Duke's mayonnaise, and you know. When I'm eating mayonnaise, if I'm going to have mayonnaise, it's going to be Duke's mayonnaise because I don't eat mayonnaise all the time. I don't eat it every day. And that's just a trade-off. It's not going to like ruin my health to have it every now and then. So I'll probably be back in that more clean-ish lifestyle after this 90-day experiment is over. I'm halfway through. So it is just so hard to overstate how important magnesium is for all aspects of our health. Everyone is talking about how critical magnesium is. And there is a long list of symptoms and diseases that can be eased or even treated with magnesium. So way back when, doctors used magnesium for all kinds of conditions like arrhythmia, constipation, preeclampsia, even seizures. And now it's kind of used as a last resort. It's absolutely essential to our health and our well-being. This is a huge problem because magnesium deficiency can increase your risk for all these different diseases. So I am really a big advocate of getting as many nutrients as we can through a well-balanced diet. Like that is super important. But I really feel like right now that food alone isn't going to work because our soil is so overworked and so mineral depleted that it's just lacking so much magnesium. 
Fortunately, Buy Optimizers has the solution. Their magnesium is the only one that has seven types of magnesium, and it's specially formulated to reach every tissue in your body. So go to magbreakthrough.com slash waste away. That's magbreakthrough.com slash waste away and get 10% off and use the code waste away to get your magnesium. So tell me about what you would do before. So before you were on there, what would a typical day look like? Well, I opened my window and it really is very seasonal for me. I've realized, Um, you know, in the summer, when it stays light till, you know, 9 p.m., you know, I, my window shifts naturally a little later. I might not open my window till three or four, have a snack of some sort. We were doing a lot of, um, you know, we just moved to the beach full time in May. So we were having a lot of, you know, like charcuterie on the porch, right? In the afternoon to open our window, you know, a selection of cheese and crackers, um, maybe some hummus and a little jam or something like that to open our open our window or open my window. And then a regular dinner later. I rely on like I love Green Chef. You ever had Green Chef? Yes, I have. Yeah, I love I love Green Chef. And I had been ordering, you know, the Green Chef, um, you know, omnivore meals and with with everything, you know, the meat, the dairy, the eggs, whatever. I was eating everything. And I've always just eaten everything. So it's, you know, it's it's very I've, I have not consciously purposefully restricted what I was eating since back in my diet ages. So it's like really kind of funny that I'm I'm doing this, but this is also the only time I've ever changed what I was eating, but not to lose weight. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like on a diet, right? I'm I'm experimenting to see what happens with my blood work. And because you know the older I get, the more I realize that I mean, you know, my, my weight is fine. I've got that dialed in. I'm, I'm got no trouble with my weight. I want to be really, really healthy. And, you know, when, when my blood work got worse after menopause, before I did the hormone replacement therapy, that was like a wake up call for me. Like, you know, even with fasting, you know, I, I want to make sure that what I'm putting into my body during my eating window, you know, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, I want to be really, really healthy you know, and spending time with my dad this weekend, he is type two diabetic. He finally just got a CGM. He had to like beg his doctor for one. Can you believe Mm -hmm. that as a type two diabetic with kidney disease? Like, I can't believe they don't just issue you that on day one. Right. But he's, he's now watching his blood sugar numbers. And he and I were comparing our CGMs and, you know, I'm eating whole food, plant-based lots and lots of whole food carbs, lots of beans, lots of potatoes. I'm eating rice. I'm eating lots of veggies not a lot of added fat with it, but these foods are so delicious. I'm having lots of hummus. I'm making whole grain pita from scratch at home. And my blood sugar only goes up to like 115 after Mm. eating all these carbs. But if I add more fat, like a little more olive oil, my blood sugar goes up higher, which is Mm. like not what I would have expected. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm learning so many interesting things about my own blood sugar response, you know, because we've always just been told, well, it's just the carbs, but whole food carbs, high quality carbs, my body is loving them. But then my dad is like, well, I was 225. I'm like, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> you know, so he's working on keeping his his response down to the to what he's eating. But I think everyone should have access to a CGM because it's eye opening. Like I had no idea. Mm, I agree. I think it's the best thing ever. I love it. And for me, my blood sugar, what 
my body responds to the best is just eating tons of vegetables, like tons of low starch vegetables and a little bit of protein. So like at salad, like having like a big salad with tons of vegetables on it and having like some grilled chicken on it or grilled shrimp or you know, just at dinner time, having lots and lots of vegetables with some sort of protein. And, but kind of like 80% of my diet is just vegetables. I mean, it's yeah. that much of vegetables that well, I'm eating. Yeah, all of, you know, of course, all of mine is right now since I'm doing whole food plant-based, yeah. but I'm eating so many starchy things. Mm-hmm. And that is what is shocking. Like my favorite way to open my window right now, I told you I'm making my own pita bread from scratch. It is so easy. I use whole organic whole wheat flour, mm-hmm. yeast, hot water, salt. You can make the pita bread. It's so easy. Um, bakes right up, like puffs up like it's supposed to. I'm like, this is magic. How am I doing this? And it's so delicious. And I'm making homemade hummus. I'm not adding olive oil in it. I'm just using the chickpeas and I'm organic. It's got to be organic because chickpeas can have a lot of pesticides in them. And I mean, it costs pennies to make your own hummus versus buying it at the store where they also have all those additives in there. So just organic chickpeas and something in there for flavor. I'm putting lemon juice, tahini. So I'm not eating fat free, obviously, but I'm not adding olive oil. And then um, like roasted red peppers, some olives, blend that up. So spread that on the pita and also sauerkraut on top. So mm-hmm. I'll like open my window with that instead of the cheese plate on the porch. I'm opening a little earlier now because it's winter and we've shifted our daylight differently. So maybe at two o'clock, I'll have pita with hummus and sauerkraut. And the way that fills me up is just shocking. Like I eat that, that pita and I'm good to go till dinner time, which is mm. 6.30, 7 o'clock. And then I eat my dinner, close my window, and that's it. Mm, I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the hacks that really kind of help you with your fasting and weight loss. So just thinking back to even when you first started and you really wanted to lose weight, mm-hmm. was there any kind of things that you did back then where you were like, you know, um, was you, maybe if you were in a rut or anything that you were like, here's a few little hacks that kind of helped me. Yes. What were they? And, and they're really, they're, they're two for me, for my body. There was a period of time when, you know, I lost 80 pounds and the first 75 I, I lost and then um, ended up losing like five more over the next couple of years. But my, initially my goal was to lose 75 pounds. And when I was at about 55 pounds down, I had about 20 pounds to go. We were coming up on spring around the corner and I knew I needed all new clothes, right? I had lost 55 pounds. I was going to need all new clothes, but I didn't want to buy like a bunch of different wardrobes. I was like, I really want to get these last 20 pounds off quickly. So it was the spring of 2015 and um, in 10 weeks, I lost 20 pounds and I didn't count carbs. I didn't count fat. I didn't count protein. I mean, I didn't track my macros. I didn't count calories. All I did was I ate real food. I I delayed ultra processed food and also alcohol. So those are the two things. I just ate real food. And during that period of time, I wasn't restricting, you know, dairy or fat or anything. Like I would have a giant baked potato loaded with butter and sour cream with sauteed vegetables on the side, maybe berries with heavy cream on it for my dessert. But what I wasn't having was anything that was refined or ultra processed. And I just ate like that every day. I was so full and satisfied and I didn't drink alcohol. 
and I lost about two pounds a week, just bam. My body loves eating real food. And, um, you know, the more ultra processed food you add in, of course, it's less satisfying. You eat more. You know, I talk about in um, in my book, Cleanish, a study that they did with people and they, they had them um, eating different ways. I can't remember the exact details, but they found when they, they had the people eat unrestricted as much as they wanted until they were satisfied. If they ate real foods, they ended up eating about 500 calories less per day naturally versus when they ate the ultra processed foods. So, you know, we're not trying to eat less food. It's just that real food is less calorically dense, right? You know, a real baked potato is going to fill you up. It's it's substantial food versus the same number of calories of potato chips. You're not going to feel satisfied. You won't feel like you've eaten anything. You know, I've heard research that we eat you know, X number of pounds of food a day, right? That's how much we naturally want to eat. And if you're eating real foods, that food is heavy. You know, a baked potato is a lot heavier than a handful of potato chips and your body's going to feel that satisfaction. So anybody who's struggling, you know, I had a conversation with someone in my community the other day and she's like, I'm struggling. It's the foods I think. And I'm like, well, tell me what you're having. She's like, well, you know, like peanut butter stuffed pretzels. I'm like, yeah, that's, that food is, it's easy to go down and it's easy to overeat, but it's really hard to overeat baked potatoes with sauteed vegetables. You're going to get really full before you can eat too much. So that is the number one hack is food quality. And I will also say dairy, you know, I talked about earlier, I am not anti-dairy. I'm experimenting without it right now. Will I do that forever? Probably not. I love dairy, but I also realized how much of it I had been eating now that I'm doing this whole food plant-based experiment. So anyone who's struggling, look at your dairy consumption in your eating window. If you're overdoing cheese, that's one of the easiest things. Nuts are also an easy thing to overdo. I can get crazy with nuts. You can't go crazy with those really heavy calorie dense foods. Now, again, I don't recommend that you count calories because that is such a flawed way of thinking about food, but you know, there, you're going to eat like this much cheese and still be hungry versus, you know, eat a giant potato, put a little cheese on it. Right. You know, a whole cheese plate is very different. Don't do that. If you're trying to lose weight, Um, you can overdo some of those, those dairy foods. Yeah, I would say that is a a big thing for me. So anytime I'm eating really clean and I notice that my weight, I'm gaining weight and stuff like that, I will tell you, it's always because I'm eating such high caloric foods. Yeah. There's things that like avocados, I can get out of control with that. I could have like even cucumbers, like with avocado, I'll end up eating just, you know, a one and a half avocados because, you know, once you make it into a guacamole, it's pretty easy to eat. I will eat a whole avocado at a time. I did that yesterday. (laughs) I had, I actually opened my window with um, Ezekiel, you know, Ezekiel bread. Yes. I buy their English muffins. They're Ezekiel bread, English muffins. I toasted an English muffin and on top put a whole avocado and it was delicious. Yes. But if I'm getting <laughs> but that's weight, very clean food. Yeah. Yeah. It is still clean. But what I'm saying is, is like, 
if you're saying, you know, I'm going to open up up and some questions soon, Yeah, but if it's the number one thing, it's like, okay, if you're gaining weight, you've got to go look at you do. what are some of these high, yeah. high caloric foods. I know pistachios, like the unshelled pistachios. Oh yeah. Don't buy the unshelled. Don't Never buy, buy them. them. Don't <laughs> buy them. Because you you can literally eat like this many in one second versus yes. if you're having to shell them yourself. Even if you take one at a time, it's yeah. too quick. You can just eat them yeah. way too fast. Your eating window is not licensed to overeat. And that's the key. That's where people struggle because they think, well, as long as I'm just eating within five hours, it's no, well, it, it, you can you can overeat and not lose weight and gain weight even with intermittent fasting if you're really overdoing it. Now it's it's a lot better to, overeat in five hours than it is to overeat over 15 hours, right? Somebody who eats all day, that's much worse for your body. But you don't want to overeat in five hours either. We want to eat until we're satisfied. And, you know, you have to, we we like to say in our community, we tweak it till it's easy. And you need to find a way that it's it's easy to live and the food is delicious, but you need to also keep in mind what your goals are, right? You know, you don't think of it like, well, now I'm just on a diet. How is this different? Well, if your goal is to lose weight, you have to give your body a reason to tap into your fat stores for fuel. And if you're putting in enough fuel that your body doesn't have to do that, you'll just stay in balance. And that's not what you want to do. So you have to be honest with yourself. It's not a license to overeat. Well, it's always a pleasure talking with you. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. All right. Well, I am. Um, I've left Facebook. So if you want to find me, jenstevens.com. Jen is G-I-N, Stevens with a P-H. And I have a community that you can join, but it's off of Facebook, which actually makes it really, really nice because um, everyone who's there, I mean, it's a, it's a paid community, but it's like $9.99 a month to be a part of this community. But apparently people who are um, going to start up trouble. Let's just say you're on Facebook. You know what I mean by yes, that? Anybody who's going to come in and like start up trouble, they're not going to pay $9.99 a month. So what we have is an amazing group of people with shared goals who are kind to one another. And we, we you know, just encourage one another, even when someone's having a hard time, when someone's succeeding at something, you know, we're there for you no matter what. So you can find that at jenstevens.com slash community. Jen is G-I-N Stevens with a P-H. And you can also listen to intermittent fasting stories. Um, we have, gosh, what did I, the 280 episodes I've recorded now of that podcast. So there, and they come out twice a week, every Tuesday and every Thursday, you can hear an intermittent fasting story um, with someone just like you, who is an intermittent faster, and they share how they tweaked it till it was easy and what what their successes have been and what their challenges are. And um, listen to that. I love it. Well, you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.